All right, welcome. This is week five of Breakthrough Boot Camp. Let me share my PowerPoint here real quick so that uh, we can put that up on the video for the title screen without having to make our own title screen. So there we go. This is Breakthrough Boot Camp. I want to welcome, if you were uh, on a few minutes ago before we hit record, you already know, well, everybody on here already knows my co-host today. Corey Baker, say hello, and we're going to get rocking into this thing because we got some amazing stuff today. What is going on, everybody? So glad to have you guys on this amazing day, uh, gearing up for Christmas. And uh, sorry, I got ice in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. like, something I got, something I got punched in the face. Uh, gearing up for Christmas is going to be a fantastic day. So ready to learn. And uh, having previewed this a little bit, I'm definitely aware of what we're going to be talking about. And I will tell you, this is such a critical thing that we are going to be talking about that is really a key cornerstone to assist you to grow a transformational large business. So uh, let's get into it. All right. So a couple quick announcements real quick. A lot of you have been asking, asking, asking about how hotels for the Awaken event in February. I, I assume all of you are registered. If you're registered already for Awaken uh, out here in Phoenix in February. It's a qualifying event for executive directors and above. Okay, that's really important. I think we have about 130 seats left out of the 500. Um, but put a one in the chat or in the comments if you are uh, registered. Here's the deal. Hotels are going to be posted up this weekend. As a matter of fact, I already have them. They came in late last night. The registration links, all the details about the hotels so you can start registering. I just need to find a few minutes this weekend after boot camp and put them up in the event page and we'll put them up on the event bright and we'll put them everywhere. So you'll be able to find them. Okay, cool. All right. Next up, who's still shooting for the 10 K uh, FQV incentive. We talked about this last week, huge incentive. If you hit 10 K FQV in uh, December, Here's today's pace, all right? But let me give you a little caveat with that, a little asterisk. Um, what this means is if you are exactly on pace out of 31 days, then your FQV should be at 45.16 to hit 10K by the end of December. However, the uh, little caveat to that is this, that... 30 or 40% or even more, 50%, if you're doing the work right now of your new clients, of your FQV will come in the last week of December, yep. the week after Christmas. People's minds just make this shift yep. uh, as soon as Christmas is over and the, the new year is upon them. So be aware of that. Don't get down on yourselves. I, I, I posted this up um, in uh, a few days ago, whatever the pace was, and there were a few people like, oh my gosh, I'm doing terrible. Oh, mine's the lowest here. I'm so, come on people, just yeah. do the work. Don't worry, I just want you to see what the pace is, right? All right, so let me see here, Corey, I'm gonna hand it off to you in just a second um, to introduce our topic today. So uh, there's lots of cool rewards. All right, so I wanted to say this today. Anybody feel like this in boot camps? Anybody? Okay. Yeah. It, that's easy to feel like that, right? Um, and I was actually talking to a coach this uh, week who's like, I just, there's just so many things coming in and, and I feel like I can't do them all. I feel like I'm not a good coach and blah, blah. Listen, I want to give you all a suggestion. I want to set you free. And I don't have all the answers. The team that's 
training today doesn't have all the answers, but the way I did it, because I never missed a training, never missed a boot camp. I caught the recordings. I just loved it. I was like a junkie, okay? I probably did too many, um, but I also did uh, action along with it. But what I would do is this, is I wouldn't let it overwhelm me, everything that's flowing at me, because I knew there was no way that I could apply every single thing. And so I didn't let myself feel like I was a terrible coach because I wasn't doing everything exactly the way it was being trained. What I would do is I would go into each training with a goal to find one thing, maybe two things that I was going to start implementing and applying in my life starting this week. And I had a whole list that I created from all these trainings of things I wanted to implement. And I would keep them on that list and I would just go through one at a time. And once I started to really get, get you know, that next thing down, then I'd kind of get a win under my belt and I'd go on to the next thing. So I suggest just take a couple things, especially today. Don't feel like you have to like totally revamp everything. But what we're talking about today is absolutely key to where your business goes. So I just don't want you to be overwhelmed like this guy uh, that we just saw, this, this uh, getting the fire hose in the face. Um, so we're going to be talking about, well, there are four cornerstones in this business. Corey, you want to talk about that and, and lead us into our first uh, presenter? Yeah. So, um, one thing I do want to say about that, cause you're so right. You know, I love that graphic cause I feel like there's a lot of people that find themselves in that place. And, um, I, I, I want all of us to really push back against this idea of all or nothing. That's good. You know, we, we kind of have this all or nothing, you know, we're like, well, I can't do all those things. So I might as well not get on boot camp. I can't, I can't put all that stuff into action. I can't start 20 conversations a day. So I guess I won't start any like this is not, it's not all or nothing, you know, and this helps you with your clients. It helps you with your coaches. And so many of us walk into this with an all or nothing approach. And it's about incremental. You know, I'm, I'm learning this cause I'm right now going through the habits of health, um, uh, the, the life book. And you know, Dr. A, like if you look in that book, Dr. A, like when you go through some of these sections, he says, okay, this is about a 10-page section. I want you to take two weeks to go through this. He says, this is a year journey. Sometimes we get that book and we think, oh, I got I to gotta go through this and I got to get through it in the next, you know, three weeks. And then we, we're like, it's got to be all or nothing. I got to go big or go home. Stop it. All right? You know, one of my favorite things that Dan says all the time is I will take imperfect action over perfect inaction any day of the week. So there's so many of us that we're like trying to get everything so perfect and we got to have our binders perfect. Listen, just get out there and you're going to do it wrong, but it's perfect in action or imperfect, whatever. Dan knows the quote. It's better. Imperfect action is way better than perfect in action. All right. So we are going to get into talking about client support today. The second of our uh, four cornerstones. We've talked a lot, honestly, these first four weeks have been a lot about client acquisition. We've talked a ton about that because it's really important. We want to help you to help a lot of people. Now that we are going to be bringing all these people on, we are not people that just sell product to people. We want to help them in the most transformational way that we possibly can. Today to introduce the best person I know uh, to support clients. She supports a lot of clients in the midst of a busy, busy schedule. 
and uh, does it very well. And uh, it's my amazing wife, Julie, coming to us all the way from upstairs in my house. Julie, tell us how to support clients. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, guys. So excited to join you this morning. Um, I love talking about this topic because I really feel like it's the building block of growing your business. So if you can grasp this concept, walking alongside of them and helping them see success, then what happens, right? They see results, they send referrals, maybe they decide to coach, right? Your business starts growing. So that's why I'm really passionate about this topic because um, if we do those things, we can reach so many more people, right? So um, I think that starts in the beginning. It starts even before you have clients. And I know we've kind of led up to a lot of this in the past couple weeks, but you know, it starts with building relationships. That's really what we do. We get to build relationships with a lot of people, right? And when it, when it comes to the point where they're ready or they're seeking health, they know loud and clear that it's you that they're going to turn to. And so we've talked about a lot of different ways to do that. Um, but I also want to give you some best practices as far as, um, you know, just making sure that you are scheduling health assessments, that you're actually doing health assessments. I know many times it's easy to have somebody who's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Here's my info. Right. And you don't even, you don't even do a health assessment. So I would really encourage you to follow the system. Um, and all a health assessment is you guys, a conversation. Okay. So there was a point in time where I hated doing health assessments. I did. They scared me. I didn't like them. I dreaded them. I had a pit in my stomach every time I had to do them. If that is you, let me encourage you to keep going and keep doing them. So We've been coaching for five years now. I love doing health assessments. I could do them in my sleep, right? I do them in the car. I do them everywhere because I'm comfortable with it. But there was a point where I was not, and I had to just keep doing it. So I would encourage you, if you're at that point, just keep doing it. That's how you get better. That's how you learn these skills, right? And that's how you feel comfortable having those conversations. Just a conversation. Don't, don't build it up to make it something scary, okay? You're just reaching out and sharing hope. Um, and so I do have a PowerPoint to share with you guys for you fellow PowerPoint uh, lovers because we like things listed, right? <laughs> we like things listed so we can see them. Okay, so next time you're on a share call, even take a picture of this, right? Pull this out. Don't get overwhelmed. This is going to be a lot of information, but um, I want to break it down for you guys because I, I want you to feel like you're doing it the best that you possibly can, right? So the first thing is... I put small talk, but chat for a few minutes, you guys. If you haven't talked to this person, if you went to high school with this person and you haven't talked to him in 20 years, don't jump in and say, okay, so what are your health goals? Right? Small talk a little bit. Oh my goodness, how are you? Right? So be normal. That's probably the biggest thing I say is take a deep breath, be normal, don't make it weird. Right? If you still are not comfortable doing these and you need your coach, have your coach on there and then mute yourself, right? Because you're going to listen. Um, but the biggest thing that's going to take the most time for a, a quality health assessment is awaken. All those questions on the assessment, you guys, ask them. You're looking for their why. You're looking to find out what they want to accomplish. And you're looking for those puzzle pieces. Okay, those puzzle pieces are this is what they need. This is what they're looking for. This is what we have. Put them together. That's all you're doing. So don't make it super complicated because when you get the point where you get to share, you get to share a little bit of your story and what makes us different, all of our four components, those are the puzzle pieces. 
You're going to focus on the things that they said that they needed that we have, and we put them together. And something I really want to encourage you guys to do is invite. Make sure you invite to the journey, okay? Um, I worked with a coach recently who said, I can't, I, it's getting to a point at the end where it's getting awkward and I don't know what to say. And I said, did you invite them? You know, are, are you ready to get started? Is this something that you're, you know, are we ready to walk alongside each other? And they said, oh, no, I wasn't. I never got to that point. I wasn't asking. So sometimes people are just waiting for you to invite them. Hey, come on, let's do this together. Um, and, oops, sorry, skipped ahead. Make sure they're ready, though. Guys, if I have done a health assessment where they weren't ready, I didn't even get to the point where um, we talked about cost or anything because it was clear in the conversation this was not something that they were ready for. And that's okay. We're not here to talk anybody into anything, right? We're just here to share what we have. So um, the more you do, the more health assessments you do, the more you kind of get a feel for the conversation. So we're not trying to talk anybody into anything, right? So it might just be an opportunity for you to share what we have to offer. And maybe they're not at a point where they're ready yet. That's okay. They're going to remember this conversation. They're going to come back to you. But I also take this time to posture my role as a coach, what that looks like. Because I'm letting them know that I'm going to walk alongside them. We're going to do this together. We're going to talk on the phone. Um, you know, we're going to be in communication each and every week. So I want to let them know that so they know what to expect out of my role. Um, chances are they've never worked with a coach, so they don't really know how that works. Um, so I just want to go over some best practices of when we start a client. So I know there's tons of you guys that are starting clients right now. So these are just a few reminders that if you're not doing them, to start implementing them in your business. So we start every client with an optimal kit and a habits of health system. And I put a little tiny asterisk there because the only time we do not use a kit or we have to custom the kit is if there is a food allergy. That is very rare. A legitimate food allergy, not just I don't like something, right? So this helps us streamline and duplicate placing orders and it makes it a lot easier. Um, always make sure our habits of health system is included every single client gets that so if you haven't been doing that time to start doing that right and we facilitate our clients order so we create the account for them i let them know that too because a lot of people say so can i just go on the website and sign up right because that you know in a lot of other businesses that's what you do so they just don't know um, i let them know that i get to facilitate their order um, and then i use their personal email, and then I use the generic welcome one exclamation point as a password. If they want to change it later, they're more than welcome to. This really helps if for some reason you need to get in somebody's account, right? You know how to do that. Um, but then I'm going to add them on Facebook, and I'm going to make sure they're a part of our client support page. So this is probably the biggest thing. You guys remember when you started program, and you got started, and you paid for it, and then you realized what did I do? I'm scared, right? I don't, did I make the right decision? Okay, so this time between once you've placed their order and before their box arrives is really critical. Me personally, I make sure I am in touch with them over text every day between those, however long it takes for their box to get to them. Um, and that's where I start sending those uh, daily text message threads because I don't want them to have the freak out moment. And, you know, be like, I don't know what I did. I want them to get integrated, right? And if you're using the daily text messages, guys, they're so awesome. They are going to encourage them to go ahead and download the Habits of Health app, to go to habitsofhealth.com, to be on our client page and our Facebook page so that they're already 
being a part of our community, um, that they're submerging themselves in our culture even before their box arrives. So I think that's really important and it really helps them get in a good headspace um, before they start. So after their box arrives, um, and I'm in communication with them, so I, I'm kind of like, you know, keeping a lookout for when it comes. I send them the journey kickoff video and then I schedule the call before they start. If you're not doing this, I would really encourage you to start doing this because it really helps them uh, get a lot of questions answered ahead of time and feel really confident about starting. And then every four day, for the first four days, I'm connecting with them over the phone. Over the phone, so not text message, I'm actually talking to them over the phone. Now, I know this time of year it's a challenge, right? So we're gonna have to kind of schedule these ahead of time. And that's kind of where also I postured this ahead of time on my call um, is I let them know what my role as a coach is and what that looks like. So that we're going to be talking briefly at five to 10 minutes, right? Not long on these first four days, but my goal is to help them get into a good, strong fat burn, right? Those first four days, if you don't know what to expect and you have a headache and you don't feel good and you're tired, you're going to think you're doing it wrong, right? You're going to be like, this isn't working. So I'm just going to quit. And so it's really important that your clients hear your voice those first four days. And then you're going to schedule a one-week call with maybe a member of your support team. If you're coaching with your spouse, it might be your spouse. You're, you're going to celebrate your client, right? And you're going to give them some tips for their journey. But it's really important that first week while they're still trying to figure everything out that um, they're, those are my baby clients. That's what I call them. These people really need me in their corner and I'm going to start them off strong. That is my goal. Um, and then after that, after their first week, I continue one to two times a week phone calls with them um, at least through the first month because we all know that habits take a long time, right? It takes months. And that first month, you know, they've probably seen some great results, which is awesome. It's so encouraging, right? Um, I'm going to celebrate them on my client support page. Um, if they'll let me, I'll do on social media, right? And tag them or encourage them to post themselves and tag me as their coach. Um, but I definitely want to keep in contact with them that first um, week and then probably twice a month for the, or twice a week for the first month. Because many of you asking that question, how often am I talking to them? What does that look like? Um, now, lest you get like worried all the things I just shared to you. So I put a picture of this in here. I'm not gonna go over all of this because this is what I just talked about. This is a checklist for a new client. If you're looking at this page going, I've never seen this before, everything I just talked about is on this checklist, okay? So I'm gonna put this in the bootcamp page. Um, and you can print it out. I put it with my health assessments, right? I, it is saved on my home screen, you guys, on my phone. I use it all the time. If you like checklists, this is your checklist for a brand new client. There's links in here. You can see they have daily text campaign. Click on the link. This is a live Google Doc, so the latest text messages are going to be on here. So whenever I send daily text messages, I go right into this document. So, um, so don't get overwhelmed with everything I just told you. You have it all right here. And that's where I wanna talk about real quick, um, utilizing your tools, right? So this is, uh, we have the best tools, you guys. So it's easy to get overwhelmed with all the things, all the texts and all the new clients and the conversations, right? I get it. it, it's kind of a balancing act. And I love what Dan said about, don't get overwhelmed, take one or two things. You might've listened to me and said, oh, I'm, I wasn't doing that. Okay, start doing that. Right, because every time you're on training, you're gonna pick up something new and you're gonna become a better coach for your clients. So 
utilize your tools. Make sure that you have that new client checklist. Start using it. Um, if you are not moving your client support days to one or two times a week, this was a game changer for us. In the beginning, we were doing client calls all the time, every night, every hour, every day. Then once, and when you're starting a lot of new clients and you're connecting with them for the first four days and on day seven or eight, it does look a little like that, right? Many of you, you're either in that season or you're about to be in that season in January. Um, but once they're past their one week, make sure you block off some times for client support. That is really going to help you. You can say, you know what? Tuesday nights from six to eight, this is when I call my clients. And then there's a group of clients that doesn't work for. So I pick a block during the day that I'm going to do it. So it, make some time blocks and then work with your clients so that you can find the right time to get a hold of them. Because if you're building your business and if you're listening, I know that you want to build your business. You don't want to spend all day, every day supporting your clients. You want to start building coaches. You want to start doing all the other aspects that are with this business so you can help more people. And the only way to do that is to be organized, right? So make sure you're using your health assessments and your success binder. Um, and you're blocking off some time to support your clients. If you're doing five to 10 minute phone calls, a one to two hour time clock is going to be a good amount of time to help your clients, right? So for us, that really helped us get our brains on track when we started organizing things. So you might need to take some time today, go through health assessments, put them in the right folders, you know, get a schedule down and make sure that you know what's going on to help you. Um, but make sure that you use your coaching guide. I know uh, we're going to talk about this a little later, but this is where you're, this is how you are connecting with your clients, right? After week one, we're, we're really going by that guide. We want them to use their life book and start incorporating that from day one. And a lot of you ask me, what do you even say to your clients? You know, how do you connect with them? And I know, um, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but if you read your coaching guide, it gives you all the answers. So make sure that you're utilizing your tools yourself. And if you need to use your support thread, right? We always have questions of people um, that maybe don't know what to do, right? Or there's a, um, there's a client that asks you questions that you don't know the answer to. Um, I still get those, right? So I'm utilizing my client, my uh, support thread. If I need to, I'm, I'm calling Optivia. I'm utilizing all my tools so that I don't feel overwhelmed. And when you really get organized, you're able to focus on transformation, right? You're able to help your clients see that their life is totally changing. Because if in your head, you got papers everywhere and you feel overwhelmed, right? And you can't get the messages to all the people set up, um, you, it's hard for you to listen to your clients. I know, I've been there. You hear them talking and you're going, Oh, was okay. Was that them that said that, or was that somebody else? Right? Because because you're helping a lot of people. So I just encourage you to use all your tools and get organized, and that's going to help you not only be able to help more people, but focus on the relationships so that they can really see that lifelong transformation. So thanks for having me share, Dan. Absolute gold. Now I know some of you are like, where'd that that fire hose picture go? Because you need to put that back up there. Here's the deal. Did you hear Julie say that they've been coaching for five years? It has taken them five years to get to the point that they're at as coaches and they're amazing coaches. But I, I know that Julie, Corey and Julie would be the first to admit that they are not perfect. They sucked at it when they started. I, we haven't had that conversation, but I'm sure they did. We all do. I did too. I still sometimes don't do everything right. So just take a couple tips from that. She's going to put some resources up in the boot camp page. 
But the reason that's so important is with those four cornerstones, bottom line is between client acquisition, client support, coach acquisition, and coach support, if you can master or be in the process of mastering each one of those competencies, that's this whole business, right? Simplify it. All you got to do is, can I bring on clients? That's cornerstone one. Can I support my clients well? Cornerstone two, can I bring on coaches? And we're going to get into that a little bit next week is number three. And then number four is how do I support my coaches? And that's the easy one. And we'll, we'll like I said, we'll talk, walk you through that next week. Uh, there's a little shortcut to it. That's awesome. A hack, if you will, although I don't like that word. So anyway, all right, we're going to keep going on client support. Hopefully you got some good notes and uh, you're looking forward to, to improving uh, one or two things. We're going to go next to, so Julie brought us all the way up to getting them started well. That is the key. I always say this percentage wise, um, and not to diminish what Karen and Pat are about to talk about, but I think percentage wise, our responsibility as a coach is about 80% introducing them to the program. The program is actually designed where somebody, if they have the worst coach in the world, they can succeed. Okay. It helps if we're a good coach, but that's about 80%. The next 10% is getting them started well, okay? 10 to 15% is really getting them set up to get them started well, get them anchored. And then that last 10% is what Karen's gonna be talking about. Uh, and then Pat, as far as after I get them started well, then what does that ongoing relationship look like? So Karen, we are all in the middle of that, uh, that journey. So welcome, thank you for being on. Really looking forward to hearing you today. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be on the call today. And I can actually say that it is so true, everything Julie said, because Julie was actually my coach. So she started me well. And because she started me well, I was able to become a great coach. So um, I want to talk to you because Julie talked about getting those clients started really strong and everything. So the first week, is you are doing all of those things. But I learned really early on because uh, I think, you know, starting clients for Pat and I was kind of easy. We love that relational side. We love all of those things. So the second week was probably the more difficult uh, time for us because after that first week when you're just following, stick to the plan, you know, do all these things, getting them started, they're seeing this amazing results that first week. But the second week, you know, I really believe in the beginning when we first became coaches, I kind of was lost that second week. Okay, what do I do? What do I do with them now? I told them how to do the plan. Hey, just give me a call if you need any help. And I learned really quickly that was not the way to coach people because if you're not keeping those relationships with the people, then they're going to fall off because they're wanting that relationship. I mean, after all, one of the most important things we offer in this program is a coach to walk with you. And so that means beyond that first week. But what I learned is after the first week, really coaching well depends on the mindset that you have and how healthy you are in that mindset of being a coach. Have you really accepted the fact that you are a health coach, not just someone who gives someone a plan to follow. Are you an actual health coach that wants to see them go all the way to meet their goal, but not just to meet their goal, but to have that healthy body, 
have a healthy mindset and to have healthy finances because we want to give them the whole picture of coaching and having a healthy life. So that's what I want to talk to you about because it starts with you. It starts with us as coaches because in the beginning, we were all clients. We all started out as a client. We have to develop a freedom mindset in our own life, in our own health, in those mindsets. So my philosophy, Pat and I's philosophy, is either to live free or to die trying. Die trying to be free. So that's going to be your pursuit is for that freedom. And you want to take your clients on that journey with you and to realize that success only comes from breaking off those old mindsets because we all have that inner voice, that old voice, that old mindsets, and we have to quiet those voices and encourage ourselves to be the best version of ourselves. Because I've said it before, your past called and it has nothing new to say. So what are you going to do with this journey that you're on right now? What are you going to do with this opportunity that you have to not just change your own life, but to change and help transform other people's life? And that's what we want to do. That old, get rid of that old mindset, that old voice that literally comes in and says, I can't do this. I don't have the tools. I don't possess the, the giftings or the qualities to be a healthy coach, to be a great coach. That, that mindset, that voice that tells us you're going to fail at this just like you failed at everything else that you did. And so starting those clients in that first week, we all can start strong. But can you run the race to the end? Can you get people to their journey? And so we have to continually encourage ourselves instead of feeding that negativity, it's not going to come. That success is not going to be quieted by reasoning in our mind. It's going to be quieted by fortitude, by pushing through, by keep going, by not giving up, continually feeding the vision and starve those doubts to stay healthy ourselves in mind and body and don't coach where you haven't yet went. So we want to continually grow, continue to develop. You know, we all should be taking courses to better ourselves, to better our leadership quality so we know how to lead our clients well. There are things in us that we can develop to be a better leader so that we're not just dictating to our clients what they need to do beyond that first week. We have to realize that there has to come a point where we have to stop using excuses. No more excuses. Can I, I want to be just really transparent with you because there was a year's span during our coaching season where I was diagnosed with leukemia. I had a year of battling a bone cancer. And I had every excuse in the book to say, I don't have time for coaching. I don't have time to help my clients. I had to work around doctor's appointments. I had to work around uh, blood work. I had to work around just feeling awful. And so I'm completely healed, no more cancer now. But that year, I had excuses. But what I decided to do was I was not going to be a victim to life circumstances. I wasn't going to become bitter. I wasn't going to shove everything to the side because of life, because we all have life happen. But what I made up my mind to, when some of us, we have rough patches in our business, rough patches in our, our uh, life, and beyond that first week, we don't know what to do. We become uh, complacent when we go, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything at all. But what we should be doing is saying, 
okay, what can I do to help other people? I'm going to make my life count. I'm going to make a purpose, have purpose in my life. And that's what we're doing. People are our purpose. We want to help them become the best that they can be, not just coach them on a diet because we're not coaching a diet. So there's no more excuses. We have to shift our schedule to work for us. Make your schedule work for you. Stop working for your schedule. Create a list of must-dos every day. Pat and I have a statement in our home. Every morning when we get up, we look at each other and say, what are your goals and visions for the day? Because you should have goals and visions for your day. Become organized to grow yourself, to grow your family, your company in this season. Remove everything that doesn't fit into that vision. Get rid of the fat. Cut the fat. Just like we're cutting the fat on our physical body, cut the fat in everything you do. Get lean in your vision and target it. Target that you are there for those clients. And there's a couple of things that you can do to do that. The first, you want to prepare for growth. Lay out your plan and your war room. Create a war room. Map out your month. Map out the next six months. I live with a visionary, okay? I can map out the next month, but I walk into Pat's office, and he has mapped out the next six months, the next year, the next two years, and I'm like, okay, slow down, slow down. <laughs> so, but map out your life. Get organized financially. You know, I, I really feel strongly about this. Get your finances in order, so that your clients do not become a paycheck to you. Because if you get your finance in order, then those clients become people that you are reaching out to and investing in their life. They become a purpose. They become your vision, not the paycheck. So cancel everything that hinders your growth. Develop a presentation. Can I talk? I want to talk to two different people here. Because we have two different types of coaches. We have two different types of coaches that live in our home. We have an extreme on steroids type extrovert coach. That would be Pat. Then you have the introvert coach. So many people don't realize that about me because they see me speaking on stage. They see me uh, addressing, you know, crowds of people. But I am a true introvert. But for so many years early on, that term I used as an excuse not to step forward and do what I was called to do. And if you're on this call and you're wanting to grow your business, can I tell you that you can go beyond that natural instinct? I am a natural introvert, but I realized that there was a need that I had something that people had to offer. We're in ministry, so when I go and speak, I don't prefer to be out front. But if you have something that people need, then it is selfish to keep that to yourself. And the introvert coach, like Julie was talking about, you know, getting on those phone calls and talking. The introvert hates to talk on the phone. So for some of you, you view that, use that as an excuse to not reach out, not to help your clients past a certain point. You don't want to get out. You'd rather text them, but it's about relationship. If you have to, if you're an introvert and you have to go into your uh, office or wherever you make those phone calls, take a few moments just to take a deep breath, build yourself up, sit there and say, you've got this, you can do it. You can get on this call. You can, it's not that you don't love people. You just that introvert in you doesn't like to do small talk. And so you have to train yourself. I am an introvert who purposely and intentionally 
made myself into an extrovert. You can change those types of things in your life if it's your goal, if it's your purpose, if it's your intentionality to do that. So the next thing is practice. If you're that introvert, practice your share calls, practice your coach explores, practice how you start conversations, practice your speech with people, how you're going to share coaching with those people so that when you get on the phone, it's not awkward, it's not hard, it's not difficult. Live in action. Every day, reach out to those future clients, those future coaches, because if you coach them well beyond week one, then it's a better chance that they're going to become coaches because you are modeling to them that coaching is number one, easy. Number two, it's fulfilling. And number three, that it can take you beyond what you have settled for in life. Get on your mentorship's nerves. People think that once they start coaching and pass that first week that their mentors in coaching don't want to help them anymore. Don't think for your mentors. They want to help you. Get them on those celebration calls. Get them on week two celebration calls if you want to. Week three, week four. But remember that pursuing those mentors for answers, ideas, and vision is going to help you grow and buy back your future. I love what Gina Eccles said to Pat and I, that we can buy back our future, and that's what you want to do. But remembering that these clients are people. They are not a number on a spreadsheet. And so many times it's easy to think of them that way after the first week, but you are also a coach. But I also tell my clients, I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not a family counselor. I'm a health coach. So realizing that you are there to lead them to health and guide them, empower them to take control of their own health journey, but you're there to walk with them every step of the way. So I hope that helps. And now I'm going to turn it over back to Dan and everything. But I think coaching past that first week and beyond has everything to do with you having a healthy mindset about what you're doing and what you're called to do. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Karen. I'm going to actually jump in there. That was absolutely, no, that's fine. That's fantastic. That was so so, so good. And guys, I don't know if you guys can feel this, but I just, man, it feels so amazing. And there's so much momentum that is, that is building in the air. And, and I, I just want to, all these things that you just heard Julie and Karen talk about with just amazing clarity. I want you guys to know this because I know that it just, the nature of people is self-doubt. But I just want you to know that having heard all of this stuff, guys, you can do this. You can do this. You can grow the business that you want to grow. Like you really can. You can transform people's lives. You can change your financial situation. I'm not just doing some self-help crap. You can do this. You can. And a lot of it is about the willingness to just get out there and do it. And guys, I know that there's a lot of people that have faith here, but I'm just telling you, guys, go be your own miracle. Go be your own miracle. You do not need a cosmic miracle. I'm telling you, you are your own miracle. Miracle in this business. I'm not discounting 
the, the role of faith in your life. What I'm saying in this business, go be your own miracle. Go talk to people. Go help people. Go pick up the phone. Shift your mindset. This is all things that you can do, and we are believing greatly for you in 2020 and beyond to experience that. So we've talked a lot about the importance of coaching your clients well, getting them off to a great start, moving with them in week two and beyond. But one thing that is really, really significant and important is helping that transition take place from when people start understanding that becoming a coach truly is the next step in their health journey. The next step in my health, the reason I became a coach was to help one of my best friends get healthy. I didn't know that I was going to be an integrated presidential director. I didn't know that we were going to earn what we earned. I didn't know that. I wanted to help one friend and I wanted to keep myself accountable. That's why I became a coach. So I, I believe that. And there's this one thing that I realize with every one of our clients that we talk to. And the reason why we layer coaching so much and so often with so many is asking myself this one simple question. And that is this is becoming a coach in their best interest. Skip what it does for me. I want to know, is it in their best interest? And so Pat is going to jump on now and talk to us about how to make that shift when we're supporting our clients well and helping them experience transformation. What do we now do to bring on this idea of coaching and why is it so good to, for them to do that and maybe some practical steps that we can utilize to make that a reality. So Pat, take us home. Hey, you got it. You know what? I'm, I'm pretty fired up. And by the way, um, Julie, Karen, y'all did amazing. And guys, I'm so honored to, to just talk to you this morning. You know, I, I love what I, I got a text from one of our coaches on one of the threads this morning. He said, he's sitting at an airport watching this and he's going, you know, the ones that are willing to be on boot camp on a Saturday morning are the ones that will someday make the finances. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said, make the finances of those that are presenting. Can I just encourage you with something? Corey Baker's my coach. Dan Valentine's his coach. This is all about reproduction. It's all about reproducing what you are. In fact, I just began to think about this last night, how to turn clients into coaches. Because as you can see, Karen and I are, are a team. And she is incredible at, uh, you know, she'll interrupt my phone calls with people and say, that's not what Dr. A's book says. And, and she'll fix things for me because she's incredible at coaching people to health. And I'm the CEO mindset. So let me just hit some things with you really quick because I brought some stuff with me. Listen, I love what Dan Bell said. It's one of the great quotes I heard. Success is not an accident. It's a journey. It's a process. We all, uh, Dan said it a little while ago, we all start out as terrible coaches, but it's that journey. So I want to show you something. I brought my funnels with me. And for those of you that had wild college days, you, you recognize these. You probably or don't remember them now, but here's the deal. It all starts out like this. You start out with your clients. You know what your clients are? Honestly. And again, I'm not reducing things down to money or anything like that. Uh, I, I'm just trying to help you understand because this is actually what Dan and uh, Doug Wood did with us one night. They talked about the two buckets. What are the two buckets? You got a bucket. These are all pennies, nickels, dimes. And then eventually you have a smaller buckle, bucket that equals the quarters. I was out walking one day with a friend of mine, David Green. He founded Hobby Lobby, and he's poured into Karen and I. 
We're just walking through a parking lot one day, and all of a sudden, he leans over and picks up a penny. And I'm looking at him, and I go, you just picked up a penny. You're a billionaire. And he interrupts me, and he goes, three billionaire. And he goes, Pat, do you not? He got excited like a child. He said, do you not realize that every time you pick up a penny, or you pick up a nickel, or you pick up a dime, and you put it in your pocket, he said, at the end of the year, you'll have 20 extra bucks. Can I just encourage you with something? It starts with the small. It starts with simply taking clients, then what do you do? You add a second funnel to it. And this may be a silly illustration, but it works for me. Clients equal the pennies. Then it takes the next funnel, the middle funnel, which is the critical one. Time is money. What do you mean? That's called layering coaching. And then eventually, it becomes the coaches. That's where the money is. Listen to what I'm talking about. And I'm not just talking about money, so know my heart on this. I began to write some things down last night. Write this down. Find the tender, light a match, fan the flame, control the burn. I'm gonna say it again. Find the tender, light a match, fan the flame, control the burn. I'm gonna say it one more time. Find the tender, light a match, fan the flame, control the burn. Can I just say something to you? The best coaches in Optavia didn't start out as these crazy FQV, GQV, bucket fillers, funnel drainers, record rank achievers. They did not start out that way. They all started out with somebody caring enough to simply awaken, just to be the alarm clock in their life. Corey Baker was my alarm clock. I can tell you on March the 6th, 2016, my life shifted. It had started days before that, on February the 26th, when I decided, man, I didn't take my health back. But Corey Baker was that guy. You're sitting here right now, and our goal is to talk to you about turning clients into coaches, how to go to that next level after you've coached well. This morning, I got a text from uh, one of our clients, second time on plan. He's lost 33 pounds in 31 days. I was cheering him on. I was excited. I'm going with And I said, hey, many, many times I've layered coaching. Many, many times I've, I've talked about it. But then all of a sudden I just said, hey, dude, you would make an incredible coach. He said, you know, I've really been thinking about it. I said, can we get on a call this afternoon? He said, let's do it. It's taken a year and a half to get him to this point. Why? Because I layered. Do you understand? No one starts out as a great coach, but it all starts with a maybe. Maybe they saw a post and they bit their lip and nervously replied and then they're thinking to themselves, why did I reply to that person's post? And then get on the call and they're waiting for the sales pitch and there's not a sales pitch. It's just, you just look at them and you just say, hey, we offer hope. Or maybe, maybe, it all starts with a maybe. Maybe it started with the help and somewhere along the way as they experienced a rare feeling called personal success. Do you know personal success starts stopping after the graduations of life, after the marriages. Our goal is to put people in the winner's circle. Number three, maybe it started with a celebration called that, that awakened their spirit. Number four, maybe it was the endorphins that were released when they went to those someday jeans. You know the someday jeans that you keep in the back of the closet someday? And they put them on and all of a sudden they can fit. Karen had a pair of someday jeans. And when she finally put them on after she jumped on plan, they were too big. Her someday went to never day. Number five, maybe they woke up to the fact they could, they could get off the weariness of life treadmill and start a new adventure. That's our goal this afternoon, today. Maybe they're a scar. Here's a big one. This is my favorite. Maybe their scar anointing kicked in. We've all got scars. You know, Dr. A says it best that you can't make your, your past happy. But that scar anointing found an answer, and now they got to give it away. Number seven, maybe they found an answer to the fact they needed community. They're only. Number eight, these are the future great coaches. Maybe their coach caused them to pick up their own biography called The History of the Forgotten You. And they found the chapter that said, you still matter. Why am I sharing that with you? Because 
we've talked about how to take clients to the next level. But then our goal is to take them into coaching. Remember why you became a coach. If you don't remember why you became a coach, you'll try to look for that veteran rock star. No one starts out as a veteran rock star. It's baby steps. What do you mean? You turn the maybe into a what if. You begin to stir them. It's your job to awaken them with how do you do that? With layering. Every, the very first phone call that you get on with somebody, when you're doing a, um, a share call, when you're doing a health assessment, listen to this. Plant seeds of what if. This means every time you talk to the client, layer coaching, share the excitement of seeing lives change. Make them jealous of, of your life experiences. Show them the possibility of a different way of life. A celebration call can turn into a job interview. Be present in their journey and they will be present in your future. Over and over and over. When layering, though, I want to speak this to you. When you're layering, guard against pitfalls. What do you mean? Of overpromising or even being underwhelmed by their personality. Some of the greatest coaches don't have this radical onstage personality. No, 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 no. They're that introvert. They're the ones that, that maybe they just go, you know, I don't know. But maybe they can help a few. And then all of a sudden it begins to grow. Remember, it's the funnel. Clients, time, coaches. You take them through that process. So if you're, you know, guard the pitfalls of saying things like, hey, six months you're going to be able to quit your job. Or overpromising a rank. I've done that. Don't project their victory. Listen, help them discover it. Hey, you're going to be presidential in six months. No, they're not. I'm just going to be honest. Hadn't been done. Or maybe you, you look at them and they go, ah, oh, they would never want to do this. They're too successful. You have no right to look at someone else's life and determine where they're at. Because we have, yeah, but they make, you know, they make six figures. They do this. You have no idea how weird they are. I spent my life in hotel rooms. I spent my life, and Karen mentioned uh, what we walked through this last year, cancer. It made me just go, what in the world am I doing? Don't think on their behalf. And don't judge their personality, whether they're too negative or they're too needy. Or Listen, it's not your issue to try to fix them. It's your job to simply offer to them. Celebration calls are the key. I'm going to hurry. Watch. Put people in the winner's circle. I love to do this. I'll, I'll text Corey and say, hey, can you jump on a call? I'll text John Michael Kilpatrick, can you jump on a call? Really, I figure out where a person is and the type of person. Karen said to me last night, I need you on a celebration call uh, tomorrow because she knows I'm layering coaching. What do you mean? Put them in the winner's circle. Celebrate them with authenticity. People know if you're fake. Posting about and bragging on them on Facebook is part one. Well, so-and-so lost this amount of weight. Let's give it up for them on the coach page or on your page or whatever. But face-to-face, one-on-one, phone call, Zoom, whatever. That's part two. Use your support team. It's the law of the second voice. My son, high school football player, became a college football player. I'll never forget. I would go watch him at practice. One day he comes home and he goes, Dad. Or I'm watching him. We're just sitting there. I said, hey, Nate, you know, he played a defensive lineman in, uh, in a, what's called a 3-4 defense. Anyway, I just went Greek on some of you. But uh, Karen's shaking her head. But that meant he was a nose guard. So his goal was to be down like this and shoot the gap, get to the quarterback, break the quarterback's neck. That, that's just what we went for. But here's the deal. It's Bobby Boucher stuff. One day we're sitting at supper and I said to him, I said, hey, Nate, I said, I noticed, man, your backside's up. So that makes you not be able to get off the ball quick. He goes, okay, dad. About a week later, he came home from practice. He goes, dad, my coach showed me my backside, my backside is too high up. Man, you wouldn't believe. And I'm going, I'm at supper. I'm going, I, I already said that. It's the law of the second voice. They need to hear it from the second person. Make your support team a part of your success. If you're not telling your coach, 
your frontline coach or whoever is leading you, if you're not telling them, hey, listen, I need you to jump on this celebration call. Can you give me an hour on Thursday afternoon? You are modeling for them early on, that client, how to become a coach. Signs to watch for, for to find a future coach. You ready? Because next week we're going to be talking about this. Watch. If they're already entrepreneurs, they're most likely waiting on you to share the possibility of what it means to be a coach. Number two, the ones that post a lot about their health is a future coach. Sign them up. The ones that celebrate others on the client page and they're like all in, they're like, you did it. Sign them up. That's a future coach. The ones that ask about the comp plan, <laughs> sign them up because they got goals. The ones that are sending you clients, sign them up. The ones that are excited for you to share their story, they're like, yeah, please share my story. Sign them up. They came into the plan exhausted and weary, but now they seem alive. Sign them up. Find the tender, light a match, fan the flame, control the burn. I'm wrapping up right here. I got one minute because I want to honor the clock. But here's the deal. Let me turn this off real quick. When I talk to someone about becoming a coach, I share my expectations early. What do you mean? Yeah, I say, bro, if you decide you want to do it, this is what I kind of expect. And I, I got these from John Michael Kilpatrick. They're really good. The three, the three rules. Are you willing to learn in it and, and be a part of a team? Are you willing to brand yourself as a coach? And are you willing to show up for trainings? And if the answer is a yes, then I promise I'm going to walk right beside you. I'm going to just be there with you. I'm going to walk with you for your first five clients. I'm going to jump on phone calls. I'm going to hold your hand for the first month. You don't, you don't have to reinvent anything. I was the master of trying to reinvent everything. And Dan and Corey would go, <laughs> we've already done this. Listen to what we're saying. The secret to life is a one word, and it's called contentment. Do you know how you find contentment? Self-efficiency. Teaching people skills brings contentment. It walks with them. It burns inside of them. They begin to realize self-efficiency. Let me just say this. When I first started coaching the first year, it was all about personality. It was all about, come on, let's do this. Let's, let's huddle up. Let's join. Let's change the world. The second year, I just disappeared, man, in a good way. I went and learned the system. Guys, you cannot transfer personality. You can transfer system. Personality will go one, maybe two levels. And this is it. Find the tender, light a match, fan the flame, control the burn. The type of coaches that we're looking to run with, they live above the line. They walk out what they say they're going to do. They show up. And, and this is it. They have an attitude of gratitude. When is the last time you text your coach? Started right here. Then they took their time with you. Time is money. Time is big. I'm 50 years old and I value time. I almost lost a friend and then I'm going to a celebration service for an internationally known, well-known leader in, uh, next week in, in Orlando, two weeks from now, Karen and I are going. This guy changed the world. Time is money. Time is valuable. So if your coach took time with you and then turned you into one of these coaches, how about texting them today and just saying, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the step of just sharing this with me and taking the chance of being told no. You know the difference between Dan and Corey and Pat and Karen and Julie and you know some of the leaders? Here's the difference. We've just had a whole lot of no's, more no's than you have. But we've also had some great yeses. And if you're on here today, it's because you were a yes. Dan Valentine, we got to layer coaching. We gotta share, we gotta spread the word. December is coming to a close, bro. And I'm telling you, I'm so fired up. 2020 is gonna be unbelievable. I love it, Pat. So good, man. And uh, he just, Pat just said this at the end. You want to roll into 2020 with a team. You want to roll in 
to the new year with not alone with coaches alongside of you. And so that's so key to layer that coaching layer, layer coaching and plant the seeds and, and invite to explore. Like I said, we're gonna be talking a little bit more about that next week. So overall, let's wrap a pretty bow around this as Terry Miller would say, um, that second cornerstone of supporting your clients. I've never seen a coach go far without having that one at least figured out. Like they're working on that competency. I wouldn't say mastered because I don't know that we ever master it, but they follow the system and they do a lot of the things that you heard today, all the way from getting them started well, as uh, Julie talked about, to supporting them uh, week after week in the right way, all the way up to bringing them on as coaches. And here's the thing. The reason is the, that second cornerstone, if you think about it, it actually supports the other three cornerstones. So if you support your clients well, there's a certain number of them. Hang on, there's some feedback here. If you support your clients well, I'm trying to mute you, Corey, but it's not letting me. I think Corey's frozen. Oh, well. Um, if you support your clients well, it actually comes back around and pours into that first cornerstone of acquiring, acquiring clients because they're going to refer people to you. They're going to get results and other people are going to notice that. You're going to tell their story and clients are going to come on. So can you see how mastering that second cornerstone? I honestly believe out of all four cornerstones, this one is probably the most important. You cannot progress and build a great business. I've seen people try. I've tried a few times. You cannot build a successful Optavia business without supporting your clients well. The structure won't hold the business. The second cornerstone also pours into the third cornerstone of acquiring clients because, I'm sorry, acquiring coaches, building your team, because if you're supporting your clients well, again, they're successful. People are asking them. You're, you're planting seeds for coaching. They're more likely to become a coach, if you're not being a hero coach, spending hours with them, doing counseling, all those kind of things, and they're like, man, I could never do that. You're not like the massive expert, whatever, all those things. Then they're, they're more likely to join your team and become a coach. And here's where it supports the, four, the fourth cornerstone of supporting your coaches. Oh. Sorry, Corey, I thought you were, you were indicating that uh, you sent me a text. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing some signaling here uh, on the side. Um, Sorry, my, my internet was terrible. It's back now. Okay. All right. So, so it, it supports the fourth cornerstone of supporting your coaches. Watch this. And then, and then we're going to end. I'm going to give it to Corey for some, uh, just a couple last words. And then I'm going to do the action steps, which are real simple this week. But when you support your clients well, how do you think that feeds into that fourth cornerstone of supporting your coaches? I'll tell you how. It's this thing called duplication because they are going to support their clients the way that you supported them. That's why that second cornerstone is so massively important. And that's why, listen, I know it's not, even though our trainers today actually made it pretty exciting, uh, you know, actually, you know, put some emotion and heart into it, which is awesome. 
but it's client support. You know, it's not, it's not an exciting subject. A lot of skill set training today, but it's just vital because if you do it well, let me ask you this. If you brought on a team of coaches or if, or if you have a team of coaches already, if everyone on your team supported their clients the way that you support your clients, how strong would your business be? Just something to think about. If everyone on your team did what you do, and not just when it comes to supporting clients, but when it comes to daily action, you know, when it comes to personal health, when it comes to, uh, you know, managing your finances. Karen, I love that you mentioned that. That's such a huge thing that we don't talk about a lot. We talk about how to get those finances, but if you don't have those managed, it's, it's going to jack things up. And we'll, we'll do a special training on that. So I love that you said that, Karen. But if your team did things the way you do them, how strong would your team be? Because here's the thing. That's exactly what's going to happen. You cannot hide from duplication. You cannot hide from reproduction. You cannot hide from, I had a mentor once that said spirits reproduce spirits. And not to get all kooky on it, but I don't know what it is, but when you're mentoring someone and they're on your team, they end up, you know, it's like in our kids, we see them doing certain things, you know, we get upset at them for, we're like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And we're like, crap, they got that from me. And that's why some things that our kids do bother us so much because we know they got it from us. And we're like, man, I thought I hid that from them. I didn't think that they, you know, I don't act that way in front of them, but it's who I really am. And they freaking got it from me. I don't know how. You cannot hide from duplication when it comes to parenting or when it comes to coaching. All right, so the best plan of attack is not try harder to hide that certain part of your coaching life that isn't aligned. Just get it aligned. Work on starting to get it aligned. If you're sneaking into the pantry at night eating the Captain Crunch, start not sneaking into the pantry and eating the Captain Crunch. <laughs> start, start working with your coach for some accountability. You know, start setting some goals. You guys, you, can't, you cannot hack the system. You just, just start to get those areas aligned, especially when it comes to supporting your clients. Because I know there are people on here, and I know because I was one of them, and just like blink at me if this is you, or if you're really brave, you can put a one in the chat, where you either at some point or right now, you don't have your clients on a health assessment form, you don't have them in a coach binder, you don't have a regular client support time, you, you forget about clients every week that, and, you know, until they text you their weight, or four weeks later, you're like, oh crap, what happened to, to, to Johnny? Man, oh, hey dude, just checking in, man, how you doing? All right, put some ones in the chat if anybody's been there or you're there right now. Guys, you gotta fix that, that's all. Current reality sucks thinking about that, being like, you know, being all embarrassed and you are not alone. Look at all the ones in the chat. I'm telling you guys, just get it aligned. It's so much. Do you ever have anything in your life that you're like, I know I need to do this? Like me, I've got a little office back there. Okay. I, I have my desk in there in my office and it's a freaking mess. I have stuff everywhere that I just need to go through stacks of papers and files and, and, and junk and like all that. I mean, it's, I, I'd be embarrassed to show you what's inside that door right there. Okay. And I do this all the time. Megan will tell you, okay, I'll have something. I'm like, Oh, I need to get to that. I need to get to that. I need to get to that. I need to get to, you know, whatever is on my list. And then finally I buckle down and I do it. And it only takes like, like it would take me an hour, maybe two to do what I need to do in that room. But I think about it every freaking day. 
Every time I walk in here, I'm like, oh, I got to get to that. So what I'm doing is I'm allowing that to keep weighing on me, taking up real estate in my mind, in my emotions, and in my soul, when all I would have to do is just, the real answer is just go do it. And every time that I take something that I know I need to get done, and I pull it out of my mind, and I just do it, every time, Megan will tell you, I'm like, I do not know why I did not just do that freaking six months ago. That was so stupid. I've been thinking about that thing forever. Guys, same thing with your client support or any other area of coaching. Just, just acknowledge it, start to get it aligned, start working on it, and it'll get much better. And I'll tell you, it'll be a lot easier than you think it is. This stuff isn't difficult. It's supposed to be simple, okay? So, all right, I'm done. I, 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 can, I could go all morning on that, but uh, just acknowledge it and jump into it. Corey, a couple last words, and then I'll, I'll throw the action steps up and we'll be done. Yeah, just two minutes. I, you know, I, that, that was so good. I, I loved everything that uh, shared was that was shared by Pat and Karen and Julie today. And one thing that I will just say, so much of our life and so much of our business is built on one really, really important word called trust. And when, when you coach your clients at a very high level and you answer their calls and you're proactive about seeing how they're doing, uh, that builds and it makes them a lot more willing to want to potentially talk to you about coaching because they believe that you have their best interest at heart, that you're not just trying to sell them some fuelings, that you're not just trying to make them a number, but that you genuinely care about them and what's happening in their life and their situation. That builds trust and trust is a very, very important thing. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this and I feel like this makes its way into every boot camp in some capacity. But guys, this is one of the main reasons why it's so important to be laser focused in your own health journey because it's so important to coach people from an experience that you are having. doesn't mean you need to be on five and one. It just means that you're moving your life forward. You know, going through the life book and asking about what element they're on, what's happening in their life so that your calls don't start sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher when every week you ask them, how was the week? What was your weight? What's your goals this week? Rinse, repeat, move forward. And all of a sudden, we start seeing our clients not take our calls anymore because you just had the same conversation with them last week that you had the week before and the week before and the week before. So some of the, this whole transformational stuff that we keep talking about in the life book is so key. But guys, you cannot transfer an energy that you don't have. And that's why we talk so much about taking five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, going, I promise you that if you go through the life book, because I've seen this happen in my own self the last four to five months, you go through the life book yourself, your client support calls will change. Guarantee it. That's it, Dan. Let's see some of the, uh, let's see some of the action steps. Yeah, I know. That's so good, man. And so true. If you're not looking forward to your uh, client support calls, I would start right there where Corey uh, was just, just saying about your own personal health journey. And are you using the tools that you're ordering for all of your clients? Oof. You've not gone through the new transformational system yet. Um, if you're not using the coaching guide. Maybe, maybe that's a great, great uh, idea to start 2020 out with. It'll change things for you. You'll start to look like Julie said, you'll start to look forward to your client support times. So if you don't even have those yet, 
order them now so you've got them in time to get that kicked off and started. Great time to start. So great stuff, Corey. Thank you. Let me, let me, uh, and, and thank you, Karen and Pat and Julie. Great day. So much gold. I love these boot camps. We, we have our last week of this boot camp is happening next week. Um, and then we're going to do something special the week, uh, of after Christmas. Um, cause we have the, the, the trilogy call, the health and hope call we're doing, and we'll probably do something, stay in the boot camp page after next week. Cause we're going to do some stuff in there to keep us, uh, all together during that last week. Cause it's huge going into January. Okay. So, uh, oh, I hit the wrong button. I don't need the chat. I need to share my screen actions real quick. Of course, we will put these up on, uh, the, Bootcamp Facebook group. All right, here it is. Guys, number one, and you can reword this, get, get things in line, get things, get things organized, all your clients on an assessment, do an audit of your client support systems and the mindset stuff, a lot of the stuff that Karen talked about, and then implement just at least one or two things that you learned this week. It's like my office back there. Somebody asked in the chat, are you going to do that today? I don't know. <laughs> and some of you are thinking about that about coaching but i know if i did that i would feel better right same thing uh with this just implement one or two things this is key do that over over and above anything else this week number two keep working those streams guys a lot of people ask hey should i do this or should i do that should i organize my clients and get that figured out or should i keep starting conversations the answer is yes and yes you can walk and chew gum at the same time you do hundreds of things every day right so keep working the streams. This time of the year is absolutely key. The ones we talked about last week. This time of the year is so key to be working all those streams so people are thinking of you when the week after Christmas in January, February, March rolls in, okay? Because we're going for that 10K FQV in December. Keep working it. Don't give up yet. Remember, the work you're doing now is going to show up the week after Christmas. All right, number three, huge. Speaking of the week after Christmas, Set your intentions and your schedule for what that week is going to look like. What are your goals? Create the structure that will support those goals in your calendar, in your mindset, in your schedule, in your plans, uh, whatever you have going on, make sure that if you want to take advantage of that and you have big goals for 2020 that you're utilizing that week, start to set those intentions and structure now. And then number four, get your hotel booked for Awaken, register if you haven't yet, um, but hotels will be up sometime this weekend, so as soon as those are up, go ahead and grab your hotel room. That's it. Thank you, everybody. Great hanging out with you. We will uh, see you in the boot camp page, and we will see you right back here next Saturday for the last week, week six. Bye, everyone.